Welcome to Gaia's Love, a podcast of brief messages to help humanity bridge the gap to the new earth. My name is Vivian Gerard. It is my delight to be a scribe for consciousness today, sharing the wisdom that flows through from source. Here we go. Episode 274. It is Monday here in Cincinnati. It's hot, sticky. We have this extended summer season that is going on. Even as fall is arriving with all of the leaves coming down off the trees, it is very, very warm. So the title of today's podcast is perfect, of course. It's sweating it. (laughs) For those who have been listening On Friday, that episode was about my intention to go to a retreat for the weekend and attend a sweat lodge on Friday night. So I have a few reflections to share today, and the title, Sweating It, just feels perfect and funny (laughs) and a little irreverent, which is exactly the way that I'm showing up today. (sighs) So welcome to Monday. Welcome to a new week. I feel like we have settled into this Libra energy. It felt like a really bumpy shift from Virgo to Libra. Um, lots of um, conversations and, and analysis and um, releasing. You know, there was quite a bit of energy that I could see all around me and then also in the Newman Circle on Thursday night and the sessions and the events that I was involved in over the weekend. There's a lot coming up for people to really look at very honestly for ourselves and then feel into what patterns are serving us and which ones are ready to be released and how do we step more and more into authenticity and transparency and more kindness to ourselves to other people how do we share the things that we know to be true with others in a way that's respectful and inclusive and you know there's just some magical stuff (laughs) that is happening in so many relationships and communities. It's really inspiring. And it all comes back again to this comparison or choice or contrast of fear versus love, which is really the basis of all of these episodes that I create this podcast. It's choose love, choose love, choose love, choose love, be love, choose love. Like in any and all ways that it's possible default to love and it takes a conscious effort and perhaps not effort it takes a conscious choice and commitment to being in alignment with love and truth as much as possible to keep walking that path and right there's times it's exhausting (laughs) there's times it's exhausting So this weekend was a really good uh, sort of rest for me, or that's not quite the right word, respite. It was a respite for me to come back to that again. So we'll start, well, not start, what I'll focus on today is a little bit about 
a sweat lodge and um, <laughs> why I chose to do it, which <laughs> I'm still not quite sure I know why I chose to do it, but I'm trusting <laughs> that it was a very clear yes for a reason. <laughs> oh, so funny. So sweat, as we know, is a way to detoxify the body. And there are lots of ways to sweat. The way I do it the most is through exercise and running and yoga. Um, and it is a way for the impurities, I guess, which would be the right word, inside of our physical form to move out through the skin through water and evaporate. I don't always think about sweat. <laughs> I don't realize um, the process of it. I, think, I feel like we probably sweat a little bit all day long. And yet there are times where we really notice it. When I'm doing a lot of energy work, so for example, at Thursday's new moon circle, by the end of the night, I was like, don't hug me, I smell. <laughs> like I'm so sweaty. I'd been moving so much energy as I was holding space for the group and facilitating some work for a few people. I could just feel how gross I was getting because so much energy was moving through and out. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> When I was preparing on Friday for a sweat lodge, I'm like, oh, it's just going to be a lot of sweat, you know? That's why it's called a sweat lodge, and it's going to be warm, probably hot, but, you know, totally bearable. People do this all the time. It's not that crazy. <laughs> so when I got there to the retreat, we divided into two groups, and so my group went to do the sweat lodge. <laughs> Nobody there had done one before. We were all complete novices. And we all had similar questions. I think mine were more focused on, do people die? <laughs> do people die in sweat lodges? <laughs> Can you actually like stop breathing? <laughs> what happens if you stop breathing? Does anyone know? <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, all these fears. <laughs> uh, so funny. And really, you know, I hadn't done any research, which is quite unlike me. And I was just showing up for the experience to see what it was going to be. As I say all of this, I want to name what I'm sharing is simply my experience. It's not what others have in their experience. It's not to say sweat lodges are good or bad. I'm not recommending or denying them. I'm not doing anything except simply sharing like how I interpreted this experience I created for myself. So <clears throat> my intention was to release any resistance I have for, for, you know, <laughs> blah, blah. <laughs> release any resistance that, res <laughs> release any resistance I had about receiving more abundance and allowing more into my life. <laughs> Clearly, I'm still working on it. <laughs> So when we all got there and went through the logistics and learned more about how it was going to happen, um, there were elements to it I didn't know or understand before we got there. So basically you are in this small space with our group was 12 people and there are stones in the center of the sweat lodge and everything is sealed. There's one opening in and then when you go inside, these hot stones from a fire are brought in. For us, we did seven and then another seven and another seven. And they are in the center of the, the sweat lodge, the shaped thing, <laughs> teepee sort of looking thing. 
and then you add water to it and it creates steam and then they seal uh, not seal but pull down the covering so that the heat and the energy stays inside this space and what I didn't realize is you say prayers um, you can pray to I believe whoever you want to so I pray to what I call source and each person takes a turn going around and there are themes that you pray for so the setup of it is really quite beautiful and um, the intention is really sweet, really pure to release what no longer serves and then to hold an energetic vibration of healing and to radiate these prayers or intentions out into the world. What, what I was surprised by and what I uh, was there to learn apparently because this was my uh, experience and what I received from it is that again there's always the choice between fear and love and we can show up in different spaces and we always have the choice of what are we going to tune into you know what is it that we are ready to send out into the world and to receive back from the world and lots of people are still very much in a space of fear and what I found for myself is it felt steadier in me to choose to send words out of love and empowerment and connection and um, strength, you know, trusting and knowing that all is well right now. And when we tune into that and we come back to that, we expand all being well. When we can hold the vibration of that for ourselves, we open the possibilities for those around us to also see that all is well and hold that and expand that. And as leaders, as facilitators, as healers, guides, you know, if you're listening to this podcast on a regular basis, there is something in you that wants to lead. There is something in you that is calling you into this vibration I hold of showing up in your highest integrity and and radiating that integrity and truth out into the world. As those leaders, I believe we have a, an invitation always to be aware of the words that we're choosing and what we're sending out. And often that means we have to do our own work first. We have to clear our own stuff before we can really step into bigger and bigger leadership roles. So that when we have spaces of others around us, we can be steady and strong and tune back into that vibration of love and truth and clarity and empowerment and hold that really steady as other people are working through their stuff. So it was an interesting experience of contrast and it wasn't good or bad, right or wrong. It was just my experience of it. What I was surprised by <laughs> on a physical level is how hot it got. I mean, I've sweated before. I've been hot before, but I've never been in a physical experience of I almost can't even get a breath in. It's that hot. It's that uh, difficult to to have my body absorb the amount of heat that is around me and the thickness of the air around me. You know, my, my 
body literally was coated with sweat in the clothes I was wearing. I had very thin clothes, but I was coated in sweat. and um, it, My heart was pounding so fast by the last round when the last stones were in there. You know, the intention is to stay in for the whole time, and you also have the option to leave if you choose to. But there's this internal, like, I got to do it. I got to do it. I can do this. I'm strong enough, you know. Some of what we were guided was to have mind over matter. And and it worked. I stayed in there, and my heart survived it. And also, what I have realized since then is it doesn't, I don't have to choose experiences that are going to strain my body in the way that that one did. I don't have to push my heart to its limits in order to help stretch and expand my heart chakra capacity. There are gentler ways to do it. And there are other ways that I know, resources I have that allow me to easily, gracefully move through stretching my comfort zones like I talked about on Friday. That I don't have to keep choosing experiences that are harsh for me or that stretch, that stress my mind, body, spirit in any way. I believe for me in the past, you know, in order to expand, I've had to have trauma. You know, I've got to end this relationship or leave this job or, you know, do these things and then I'll have the next expansion. And so the contraction had to be really difficult for me and there were high prices with that high prices in relationship that, you know, still there's grief around that for me. I don't choose that anymore. And what the sweat lodge showed me, this is my own experience of it, what it showed me is I don't have to put myself into uncomfortable places anymore in order to have the next expansion. I would rather lay in a hammock or lay on the grass and stare at the stars with one of my best friends or my husband or my children and philosophize and feel my heart expanding and allow the universe to be laid out in front of me in the sky and feel, feel the stretching of my comfort zones in a way that is more graceful and easy for me. I would rather choose a day of full meditation and quiet and stillness and know that that path also leads me right into the expansion that I'm wanting for my mind, body, spirit. <clears throat> there's, um, there's a comparison I was feeling in the sweat lodge and then as I've been reflecting on it since then of what we humans are going through as compared to what Gaia Earth, our planet, is going through. You know, part of our prayer in the sweat lodge is praying for the people of the earth. And my prayer was, may we all remember our partnership with this planet. May we all honor and revere her resources and feel how much she loves us, you know, and how much we love her and come back to that place of ease and grace and abundance and unity. Like, can we can we focus on that, the oneness that we have with our earth, instead of the prayers of why are we separate, why is it difficult, why is it harsh, can we come back to that unity? And when I thought of this title, when I felt this title of sweating it, you know, there's such a comparison to what is happening with Gaia, with earth. She's sweating it out right now. She's detoxing. And we're helping her because of our waste and our carelessness and you know all of the resources that we have 
not respected. But that is her detoxification. She is releasing whatever is ready to be shifted. You know, we call it climate change and we have lots of fear that we associate with it. But I believe it is our planet's way of releasing and opening up to something different. Gaia Earth is changing form in some way and she knows what it is. We are the little ants running around on the surface of the planet wondering what is going to happen. But she has a bigger, a bigger uh, evolution that is unfolding and she's sweating it out just as we do. So can we help as humans to make it less intense, like being in a sweat lodge? Can we help change that? 100% yes. And she'll still have her evolution and she'll still sweat it out, but it doesn't have to be in this intense way that it is right now. So can we come into alignment as one humanity with our planet to reduce the intensity of the experience? Yes. Yes, and it's a choice, right? It's a choice to choose an experience that's less stressful. It's a choice for us to, again, lay in the grass with our back against the earth, with humans we love around us, and have gratitude. Have gratitude for the gift of being alive on this planet and being able to stare out at the stars and still feel connected to the universe. And maybe we choose more moments like that and we send that gratitude down into the earth instead of all of our detoxification and fear maybe we lay there with our heart chakras the back of our heart chakras flat on the grass saying thank you like thank you (laughs) thank you and she can feel that gratitude from us and then her sweating it doesn't have to be so intense by slowing things down we use less resources we use up less oxygen by breathing so hard. (laughs) I had that feeling inside the sweat lodge. I'm like, are we going to run out of air because we're all breathing so hard because we can't get a breath? Right? I mean, that's a literal microcosm of our planet right now. Are we using up all the fresh air and dumping all of our toxic shit (laughs) into the air and the water and the earth? It's exactly how I felt in the sweat lodge. So I sat through the whole thing. I sweated through the whole thing. I thought I wouldn't be able to make it through the last few minutes, and I did. And when I came out, you know, really overwhelmed and emotional and sweating, (laughs) wondering what I was just doing with massive head pressure because my heart was beating so fast, and I came out into the fresh air, there's that moment of release and gratitude, you know, like the beauty of fresh air, what a gift that was. And then more releasing through tears and moving into quiet space, you know, coming home that night and resting in my bed and allowing my body to come back into some sense of normalcy and and then waking up in the morning and going back to the retreat. And when I arrived there, you know, feeling the stillness in me, the gratitude for the community when we started our circle a little later that morning. And the song that one of our beautiful guides was singing was thank you. 
Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for the sun, thank you for the stars, thank you for the trees, thank you for the grass, thank you for the humans. It was such a beautiful way to step into this day of time and community healing. It was so beautiful. And it just shows like the choice is always there for us. Do we choose the intense experiences and sweat it out and feel overwhelmed or exhausted, pushed to the edges of our comfort zone in a way that's uncomfortable? Or do we choose the expansions with more grace, with more kindness for ourselves? The feminine way of being held in community. I mean, we hugged. <laughs> there were so many hugs happening throughout the day and genuine listening and reflecting, witnessing. There was dancing, <laughs> community time, eating. You know, these are ways of connecting that can also lead to expansion that can also help us continue evolving, that still honor the earth and honor the human body and work towards unity, unification. So we have these choices that we are offered and none of them are right or wrong. They're all available on the table at all times. It's up to us individually, how do we how do we move through those choices? How do we honor the ones we make in the moment and then use that wisdom to guide the next choice? So lots, lots to integrate. Mostly I am filled with gratitude and awe at my own strength. <laughs> I feel kind of badass. <laughs> Not that I want to do it again, but I'm really proud of myself. It's like the first time the only time I ran a 10K and I finished it in under an hour, I was like, yes, <laughs> yes, I can do that thing. <laughs> and also, I have no interest in a half marathon or a marathon. <laughs> 10K was as hard as I was willing to push my body. <laughs> you know, it's okay to honor the way we want to experience our journey. And, and then if it changes, to honor what that change is and know that it's all perfect. And that my way doesn't have to look like your way, and that's also perfect. So we begin a new week. These are a few of my reflections. My hope, as always, is it gives you something to ponder and bring into your own experience. And then we'll see where the week takes us. So good. Thank you for tuning into this vibration of pure love. I invite you to join me in aligning with the optimal health of your mind-body-spirit in the virtual community of Viv's Energy Gym. You can learn more at mysouljourney.com. Let's take this message of Gaia's love out into all of our relationships and communities today. So much love from my heart to yours.